Hey girl, welcome to the Wake, Pray, Slay podcast. The struggle to find your purpose can be real sometimes, but trust me, girl, we all have one. I felt called to start this podcast to reach other women and share my testimony. I'm your host, Savannah. I'm a wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I'm absolutely obsessed with personal growth and empowering other women like you to be the person God created you to be. I'll be sharing stories, tips, and anything God reveals to me along the way. I honestly have no idea what the heck I'm doing, but I'm all about living my best life in faith one step at a time. You ready, girl? Let's dive in. Hey, girl. Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you are here as always. This episode is gonna be a good one. I'm really nervous, like I mentioned in my last episode, to talk about this topic, but I really honestly just feel like it's something that needs to be addressed and something that we need to be made aware of because it is a very, very real thing that is happening in this world right now. So without further ado, let's get started. But before we do, I wanted to share a couple things with you. And um, as I started in the last episode, I am going to read a review from one of my listeners. And I'm so excited. I, I love doing this. It's so much fun. Um, so this review is from C Brown 2020. And it says soul food. I love listening to Savannah's podcast as I'm getting ready. So encouraging. Plus, I feel like Savannah's genuinely being real with her listeners. If you're looking to walk with the Lord, listen up. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate that review so much. I appreciate every single review that you guys are leaving. And don't forget, like you're, you totally don't have to leave a review, but know that I will give you a shout out if you do. Um, but also with that, I am doing my next drawing is going to be when we hit a thousand downloads. And so we are super super, super close to hitting a thousand downloads. And so basically how you get entered is you just leave a review so then I can put you in the drawing. Because when I was thinking of doing a drawing, I was like, well, how am I going to know who to put in the drawing? And so this is the best way that we can do it. If you have already left a review, you are automatically entered into any sort of drawing that I do. So um, I'm really excited about that. Again, you totally don't have to leave a review, but if you want to go for it, I absolutely love these reviews. They just like fire me up so much. Anyways, with that being said, um, I wanted to actually share with you guys a new app that I just recently found and I'm not like advertising or promoting. I'm not like getting anything out of this, but I want to share it because it's super, super cool. Um, the app is called Theo tab. And so recently I've been really kind of diving into like, um, theology and apologetics. And so this app does exactly that for me. And so basically you just open the app and it's, it's really incredible. You'll have to check it out for yourself, but you can literally type in like any topic. Um, and it gives like evidence, like there's scientific evidence, uh, math based evidence. There's like, um, just it's, it's incredible. So if any skeptics are out there and they come at me with a question and I'm like, Oh, boom, I got the answer right here. I have the evidence. So come at me with your questions. I can figure it out because of my Theo tab app. So if you're into theology and apologetics and, and evidence, this is a really, really good app to have downloaded. I have this on my um, iPhone. I don't know if they have it on uh, Samsung or Android, whatever it's called, um, but you can definitely see if they do and let me know. But yes, anyways, let's dive in to today's episode. <laughs> so girl, 
I have kind of a confession to make. Um, this week, God has convicted me of something, and I feel like I've got to talk about it. I've just got to be honest about it. Um, so my intentions to share this info with you as far as like false teaching um, may not have had the best motives at first. Um, of course, of course, I always like I have I feel like I have the best motives, but as humans, sometimes our motives like are not the greatest. Um, and I feel like it's super important to get this information out there. It is a really, really important topic that we need to know. Um, but I'm going to share this in a place of love and grace and not persecution. So I just want to share a tiny bit of backstory. Um, I'm not going to like call any names out. I'm not going to put anyone on the spot. But basically, um, a couple of months ago, I shut myself off from the world because of something that I had felt God was revealing to me. And I was talking with a friend and she recommended that I watch this uh, documentary. It's called The American Gospel. Um, So we watched it on Netflix and I know a lot of people don't have Netflix anymore, which I totally don't blame you. Um, So definitely just Google it and see if there's anywhere else that you can watch it. It's called The American Gospel, Christ Alone. I highly recommend checking it out. It talks a lot about uh, false teaching in the church, uh, word of faith movement. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's basically like the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. And the prosperity gospel is not a gospel because there's no other gospel except the gospel. And I'm going to go into the gospel a lot more in this episode, so stay tuned for that. But It was just this huge, like, (laughs) it was this huge thing. It was heavy on my heart. And I came to the realization, something about my church, and one thing led to another. And I kind of shut myself off from the world and started digging deeper and doing all this research. And my husband and I ultimately came to the conclusion that we were going to leave our church um, just because of ties with um, some false teachers or some... I guess, like friendships with um, false teachers of the prosperity gospel. But okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to go into that. But basically why I feel like I needed to kind of make that confession is because during this time period of like doing this research and, you know, having this like all this stuff like revealed to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like an overload. I was heartbroken. I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was angry. I trusted my church and, um, you know, I kind of had a little bit of a hardened heart towards the situation of false teaching. And I'm not accusing my church of false teaching. It talks about in 2 John, which basically says, like, um, we are not to align ourselves with people who are known false teaching or preach a different gospel. Um, And so that was just a huge thing for me. And so while I had planned on sharing this, like I was going to go into depth with this whole story and I was going to share all the things, but honestly, my heart wasn't in the right place. I feel like I was still angry. I was still upset. I was still bitter. 
But God revealed to me this week through another podcast called Mama Bear Apologetics, and it was talking about a known false teacher um, and the fact that he had repented and he seemed very genuine and all this stuff. And I watched his sermon. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just want to say I'm not like for sure if this dude really repented um, because I guess there was other videos that were saying that he said he didn't and all this stuff. I'm not going to go into it to that because that's not really even the case. The case is that God convicted me of not having enough grace on these people. I really feel like he was letting me know that like I need to have some grace. I need to not be so angry because we are all human beings. We all make mistakes. Now, sometimes, you know, these false teachers, they are fully aware of what they're doing and leading people astray and taking advantage of people who genuinely want to seek truth. But then there are also other ones who are under some sort of influence and They honestly, this is what they know, and they think they're doing good. And so I feel like God was really trying to show that to me because my heart was so hardened um, towards false teachers. And, you know, now I'm at this place where I'm like, well, should I even still talk about this? But I do feel like I need to talk about it. But I want to just do it in a way that just brings awareness and isn't condemning anyone because God can redeem anyone. God can use anyone. God may still be using these people. And so I don't want to put names out there and I don't want to like talk about these different churches and these different pastors because I I don't want to stop you from listening to them and take away your blessing. Maybe something will come out of it um, like something came out of it for me because this church was the church that I went to and I got baptized in and, you know, I developed a few friendships there and, you know, all the things. And so it wasn't all bad. And again, I'm not saying that this church was false teaching, just the fact that they were aligned with it. And the Bible is very clear to me um, that anyone who, you know, you shouldn't be promoting other false teachers. So anyways, I'm going to move on from that. Um, But what I do want to draw attention to is how we can test specific teachings and spot false doctrine. Because here's the thing, the gospel has been sugarcoated, watered down, added to and minimized, which is so dangerous. And this has actually been happening for a really, really long time. Many churches, even Christians, have been turning and living by some other gospel. And as Paul puts it in Galatians, some other gospel is really no gospel at all. So really quickly, I just want to read to you um, from Galatians. And Paul is speaking to the church in Galatia because they were very obviously turning to another gospel, which is not the gospel. Um, So it says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. 
I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. All right. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Cursed. That is some heavy stuff, but it's necessary because that is how important it is to follow the true gospel. And those who turn away from it are putting eternity at risk. There is one gospel that is Jesus Christ and anything that is added distorts the gospel. That is that is why we have to be aware of false teachings and false prophets. Many have come along claiming that they have had some sort of prophecy or revelation that completely contradicts what the gospel says. And many are led astray because of this. There are, like I said before, there are some genuine people out there who want to know God, who want to know the truth. But the problem is when things are added to the gospel, when it's sugarcoated and watered down, they're being withheld from the truth. These people are unknowingly devoting themselves to the wrath of God, which is serious and a dangerous thing to be a part of. God's wrath is on those who don't believe and choose to deny the true God. As believers, we are not appointed to God's wrath. His judgment is coming, though, and we are eternally condemned without someone pleading for us on our behalf, who is Jesus. I felt really passionate about that. So moving on, (laughs) everyone's soul is at stake. They are either going to live with God in his glory for eternity or they're going to face eternal punishment because they searched for another way or they denied God altogether. And this isn't something that I'm sharing to scare anyone into believing, but it's a fact. I'm not sharing this so you go to church every Sunday and be a good person and follow a set of rules to be saved because, well, that's not what the gospel tells us. We are saved through grace alone, in faith alone, through Christ alone. But eternity is at stake. That is a fact. And this is why it is so serious to get the gospel right, to know how to be saved and how God answers our need with his grace and mercy to a lost, fallen, and dying world. With everything happening in the world right now, salvation is its more important than ever, okay? And not that it was ever not important, but just look at everything happening around us and so rapidly. So m- many people are trying to solve man's problems um, that the Bible actually equips us to solve. And the Bible's not just for salvation. We, we can look at it for every situation in our lives and it tells us how to solve it. But how can we do that if we don't know the true gospel, if we are blinded by the false proclamations of those teaching some other gospel? The gospel is the only solution to our biggest problem, which is sin. Only the power of the living God can save us from that. So I was curious and I looked up the definition of the word gospel. And this is a few things that Google said. Gospel is the noun. Um, It is the teaching or revelation of Christ. The synonyms are Christian teaching, Christ's teaching, the life of Christ, the word of God, the good news, 
Christian doctrine, the New Testament, the writings of the evangelists. A thing that is absolutely true. Whoa, okay, it's true. (laughs) Um, So the synonyms are the truth, the whole truth, the naked truth, gospel truth, God's truth, the honest truth, fact, actual fact, what actually slash really happened, reality, actuality, factuality, the case, so verify and a certainty. And the other thing it said was the record of Jesus's life and teaching in the first four books of the New Testament. You know, the gospel is the good news of our sins being atoned for through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh. And there is several evidence throughout the Bible that Jesus is God, but I'm going to save that for another episode, maybe tie it into the episode I plan on doing about the Trinity, which is really confusing for a lot of people. I know it was for me at first until, you know, I really looked into it and Um, But that kind of makes me think of how some religions don't believe that the Trinity is one, that it's three separate gods, which you can totally correct me if I'm wrong about that. But that is also another form of false doctrine. There's only one God. Now, let's transition over to how we can spot false doctrine so we can be aware. Um, We need to make sure that we're not lured into worldly practices and false teaching, We've got to keep our eyes on Christ. Jesus is king. So Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Um, So I'm actually going to read verses 9 and 10 too because they are important as well. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Girl, it is our responsibility to examine every doctrine to determine whether it is true or false. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, But test them all, hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. So I'm now going to share the five tests of doctrine. So this is how you can test if something is sound doctrine or if it's false doctrine. And I got this information from chalice.com. I want to say it's chalice. I could be totally wrong. Um, And it was written by Tim Chalice. Um, I will post a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. But I'm basically just going to like read these things to you because they are too good not to share and it really helps me. Um, So the first way to test doctrine is to do the test of origin. So where did it originate from? Sound doctrine originates from God. False doctrine originates with someone or something created by God. Here we go back to Galatians 1, 11 through 12, which says... I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. It is right there in the Bible. We can't overlook that at all. Titus 1-2 tells us, In hope of eternal life, which is God who cannot lie, promised before time began. It tells us right there that God cannot lie. Okay, so the Bible is truth. False doctrine is marked 
by its worldly origin. Paul warned the Colossians church to avoid doctrine that is according to human precepts and teachings. I'm going to say that again. He warned the Colossian church to avoid doctrine that is according to human precepts and teachings. If man made it, we should not hold it when it comes to doctrine. God is the father of truth. So the second thing is um, that you want to do is test of authority. Sound doctrine grounds its authority within the Bible. False doctrine grounds its authority outside the Bible. There's a clear and necessary correlation between God and his word. All doctrines must be compared to God's word, his source of truth. The Thessalonians took careful assessment. First Thessalonians 2.13 says, And we also thank God continually because you received the word of God which you heard from us. You accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in who you believe. However, a concern remains because two teachers may both acclaim the authority of the Bible while teaching very different things. Have you ever come across that where, where you know, there's one teacher over here and there's another teacher over here and they both claim that they're teaching the same thing, but they're really honestly nothing alike. So how can we tell whose interpretation is correct? So this is where the test of consistency comes in. Sound doctrine is consistent with the whole scripture. False doctrine is inconsistent with some parts of the scripture. Paul warned Timothy about accepting different doctrine many times in Hebrews. Um, Well, many times throughout the New Testament, but in Hebrews 13.9, he tells him, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. Doctrine must always be compared to the established, accepted body of truth. Those who are knowledgeable about that body of truth will be in the best position to immediately identify what is false. There can be no contradiction in the mind of God. What the Bible teaches in one place, it cannot refute in another. Any true doctrine must be consistent with the whole scripture. So once we have tested doctrine and found it to be true, we can also see its soundness by its effects on us and those around around us. So that's where the test of spiritual growth comes in. The fourth test is the test of spiritual growth. Sound doctrine is beneficial for spiritual health. False doctrine leads to spiritual weakness. After instructing Timothy, Paul told him, If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained or nourished in the words of the faith of the good doctrine that you have followed. And that's 1 Timothy 4, 6. Timothy had trained himself in the Bible and Christian doctrine. He had nourished himself in the truth he had been exposed to since he was a child, and he had never stopped. Through his continual nourishment, this ongoing dining on the word of God, he had grown spiritually healthy and strong. He had accumulated a thorough knowledge of God and his word. This is why Paul called him a man of God with sincere faith. Timothy's constant nourishment and sound doctrine from the word of God made him the man he was. Sound doctrine makes 
spiritually healthy, mature, knowledgeable Christians. And false doctrine makes spiritually unhealthy, immature, ignorant Christians who may be no Christians at all. And so the fifth test is the test of godly living. Sound doctrine has value for godly living. False doctrine leads to ungodly living. Truth never stands on its own, but always has implications in life. Doctrine is always meant to lead to doxology, worship, and purposeful living. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And that's 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Scripture is not to be known in an abstract sense, but intimately. It is to inform not only our minds, but our hearts and our hands as well. Truth has not been grasped until it has been lived. Paul charged Titus to teach what accords with sound doctrine, reminding him that such doctrine is excellent and profitable for people. What accords with sound doctrine is its far-reaching implications, the duties that flow out of it. Thus, sound doctrine has value It is profitable in teaching us to live as we ought to live. It equips us to do those things that are are good for our neighbor and that bringing honor and glory to our God. Truth has not been grasped until it has been lived. Sound doctrine profits us by training us to live in a way that pleases God. False doctrine weakens us by training us to live in a way that dishonors God. So this is the evaluation, uh, the determination of quality. So at this point, we simply take all of the evidence from the three tests and make a conclusion about the, uh, I'm sorry, about the quality of the doctrine in question. Sound doctrine originates with God. It is recorded in the word of God, is consistent with the whole revelation of God, and leads to both spiritual health and godly living. False doctrine, on the other hand, originates with men or demons, is foreign to the word of God, is inconsistent with the whole revelation of God, and leads to spiritual weakness and ungodly living. It must pass all of the tests in order to be sound. If it fails one, it fails all of them. This word sound refers to health. And appears often in the New Testament. For example, Paul instructed Timothy, follow the pattern of sound, which is healthy, um, words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And that's 2 Timothy 1.13. To Titus, he said, teach what accords with sound doctrine. And that's Titus 2.1. The task of the doctor is to evaluate a patient to declare him fit or unfit. The patient is fit when his whole body is functioning properly, free of disease. The task of a Christian is to evaluate every doctrine to declare if it is fit or unfit. John Scott says it characteristically well. Christian doctrine is healthy in the same way as the human body is healthy. For Christian doctrine resembles the human body. It is a coordinated system consisting of different parts which relate to one another and together constitute a harmonious whole. If, therefore, our theology is maimed with bits missing 
or disease with bits distorted. It is not sound or healthy. Doctrine that passes the three tests is sound doctrine. It is pure and undefiled, true according to God's unfailing standard of truth. So with all of the tests in mind, based on the evidence, is this doctrine sound or false? This is how we test doctrine. Wow. I absolutely loved all of that, and I really just wanted to share that information with you because, like I said, it is so important that we have our eyes open and that we are in the Word and that we are aware of different false teachings. If it doesn't line up with the Bible as a whole, then it is false. There is no other word of God except the Bible. So do not be fooled. Be knowledgeable in the word. Read it every day and trust the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as I went on my little research spree that I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I relied on words of other people to uncover the truth I so badly wanted to know. And I realized I needed to turn to the Bible And when I did, I gathered all the proof I needed for how I was being convicted. And with that being said, it's so important to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us. He wants to teach us and guide us. We can't solely depend on a pastor to teach us what we need to know. Yes, we shall learn from pastors, but we need to fully make sure that we are entirely allowing the Spirit to teach us what we need to know. So read your Bible, meditate on it. Pray for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of scripture, okay? I know I sound like a broken record when I keep saying, read your Bible, read your Bible, but I'm serious. Read your dang Bible, girl. Like, that is how you get your answers. It is true. Okay. (laughs) If your church is denying essential biblical theology regarding God, the Trinity, who Jesus is, the fact that he is fully God in the flesh, the death, burial, and resurrection, the work of Christ, and what the Bible alone says, then I would really just pray on it and ask God to reveal to you the truth of what he needs you to know. Regardless, you are loved. And if anyone has any questions regarding anything I shared in this episode, please do not hesitate to reach out. I will never judge you or condemn you. Rather, love on you and pray for you, okay? God bless my beautiful friends. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for revealing the truth to us through your holy word. Your word is truth and what we should abide by. Lord, I know that there's someone out there who needed to hear this so badly. And I pray in Jesus' name that you will guide them to this episode, that they will hear it in its entirety, and that your spirit will be at work in their lives as they discover the truth, that they will lean on you and your word. Father, Forgive me for not showing grace to those who may be misguided. Forgive me for my hardened heart towards these people. And Lord, I know that your hand is at work. You have the power to redeem those false teachers and prophets out there to convict them of the wrong that they are teaching. I pray over each and every one of those pastors who might just be unaware of how wrong they are. I pray over the congregation who is being led astray. I pray for salvation of each and every one of your people. Thank you for giving us a chance to be saved. 
You are a God of grace, mercy, and peace. You sent your son to die for our sins so that we could be in paradise with you for eternity. I pray over the souls of those who have not yet discovered the truth and for those who have had the opportunity but choose to deny it. Lord, have mercy on them. They don't know what they're doing. I pray over this nation. We live in a fallen world and I hope that as the church, we can be a light in such a time as this. I know all things work together and that you have a purpose for every single thing that happens. Help us to have full faith in your will and to not be lukewarm Christians, but to devote ourselves to the truth that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, feel free to reach out to me. I don't know all the things, but I am more than happy to guide you in the right direction. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified when new episodes drop. And also leave a review if you feel the need. (laughs) Until next time, girl. Talk to you soon. Okay, but seriously, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you love this podcast, please share it with your bestie or you can share it to your social media through your Facebook or your Instagram stories if you'd like, but make sure that you tag me so I can say thank you. This was seriously so much fun. Talk to you soon, girl.